Thirsty Thursday on 1460 KXNO continues as we go north to Whiskey River in Ankeny for the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. And now, here are your hosts, Jared Stansberry and Brent Bloom. Yo! It's a Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. I'm Jared Stansberry at Whiskey River in Ankeny. For the first time this year, I'm actually joined by Brent Bloom to start the show. What's up, my brother? Let the record show I was here 20 minutes early. You were on time. Does that make up for it? Like, I mean, kind of. does it? <laughs> we don't have C-dubs, so somebody has to, you know... Well, it's not that. So, no rants about professional advisors. Yeah, no, no rants about professional advisors. We are going to keep this uh, yeah. this show strictly Level professional. Headed. Yes. Level headed, strictly professional, and uh, we will not attack any other professions. At least I don't in plan on attacking <laughs> not, any other professions. Especially today. not Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. Absolutely not. It is. Uh, we're going to be joined by Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. He brought a special guest with him as well here in just a few minutes on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. And then, of course, we'll talk to the docs at the McFarland Clinic towards the bottom half of the hour. And then around 6.45 or so, okay. we will talk to Mark Emmert from the Des Moines Register. Obviously covers the Hawkeyes for, uh, for the Register there. And uh, we, me and him talked a little bit about the game, talked about the Iowa side of things, just to get a little bit more perspective on, on Saturday's contest. How you feeling? I mean, it's a long week, but we're getting closer. Yeah, I, uh, I feel good. I don't know. I, I don't even. I don't know. I don't know if I feel good. Yeah, I I, I feel like I always I always start the week feeling good, and then I start to feel a little worse, and then like Saturday morning I wake up and I feel good again, and then by the time the game starts, then I feel bad again. It's the cycle. Yeah. So it's just like a constant roller coaster yes. of emotions, and I can't just like stick to one opinion on the game. I am always just up I, and down. And I think in this this week in particular. I just don't think if you're so confident in something, I I don't I don't think that's correct. I just yeah. there's no way to look at this and be like, oh, I'm I, I I know for a fact that X, Y, or Z is going to happen because number one, we don't have a large sample size for Iowa State. Iowa's competition is questionable, and throw it at its rivalry and the extracurriculars with game day, and I mean any number of things could happen Saturday, and you know I wouldn't be shocked. But I low long story short, I think it's going to be a a really incredible atmosphere, number one, and I think the game has the potential to be really good as well. One thing I will say is I don't think that the game day situation will have any impact on Iowa State's performance no. in the game whatsoever. It, I mean, so if folks don't know, Iowa State stays in a hotel Friday night. Yeah. That will not impact them at all. Right. Sure, they may have it on as part of their day-to-day prep, but those guys aren't going to be up all night. I mean, they have their bed checks at whatever it is, 10, 10, 30, at a hotel in Ames, and then... That's it. I mean, they may have had a couple of guys may may have had to do extra media things, you know, as far as talking to ESPN and that. But that's no more than 20, 30, 45 minutes tops, in addition to their regular stuff. Yeah. So really, nothing different at all that concerns the team, other than perhaps a distraction of people asking them about it. But the actual responsibility is minimal at best. Yeah, I think it was on Sports Illustrated. I saw someone. It was either Sports Illustrated or ESPN. I can't remember one of the picks columns that somebody did. And they listed an explanation as being because the emotion game of game day. And I was like, man, they, they don't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Like, isn't, they won't even be at the stadium when game day is going the, on. The game is emotional enough on its own. Yeah. And game day, by the time the team get there, gets there, is going to be long gone. All those guys are going to be gone. I mean, game day is going to be done at 11. Those guys will have that cleaned up by 1 o'clock. 
then a team rolls in. And I also think, too, I, I read Chad Lysico's column in the in the Des Moines Register, what, what he wrote about the game and his kind of his preview, uh, the where he talked about Iowa State kind of being the ones that should have pressure on them. I, I completely disagree with that idea. I, I don't think that Iowa State has any pressure. You've lost four in a row. Go out there and play and... You know, I thought, there's no expectation on them whatsoever. I thought the same. I think if anything, it's equal pressure yeah. because it's a rivalry game. I mean, there's still expectations for both. Both teams know if, respectively, they want to get to a certain point, yeah. let's win nine, ten games. It's an important game. Yeah, I was to the, the three-game losing streak to Iowa is lingering, but at the end of the day, you're not thinking about that once the once the thing starts. Yeah, you may talk about it a little bit this week. Matt Campbell knows he hasn't beaten Kirk Ferentz equally. Ferentz knows he's beaten Campbell three times. But once the game starts, then it comes down to the chess match. And that's what I'm yeah. look, looking forward to most. And we'll get into some of those details here in a little bit. Absolutely. Tim, you ready to go? Going to bring on our guy. What's up, Timmy? Tim, Tim Mullen. Doing Nebraska well, boys. How are we doing today? Here, I'm going to hand my headset, my headset off to Jake, yeah, and you can, uh, you can introduce great. him. That so sounds Tim, great. Tim, we know you have fantastic employees uh, because you, you, have a, you have a great staff. The most there. amazing. The most, but, but in this particular case, a special guest, one of your hardworking employees, one of your, one of your managers, but explain the connection to this week. I think this is a phenomenal story. Yeah, so uh, what, what happened here, guys, is... Uh, I talked to C-Dub when this originally came out, and uh, who, who I have with me today is uh, Jake Curry uh, is sitting here with me, and he's my, my warehouse manager. Jake, how long now? I mean, uh, a year in management within the company, 12 years. Yeah, 12 awesome. years now he's been with me. I've awesome. been with the company 16 years. and uh, So I, I brought this up. So what the deal is is that I, I wanted to use my bully pulpit of, of being on the show. And, you know, we got great deals at NFM. There you go. I, I talked about our ads. <laughs> But uh, Jake came to us a while back with excitement. He has a little boy, Kean, and he's had some troubles, and he's had some tough times, and he was super excited because through all the work through the University of Iowa Hospital, uh, they name their kids captains every week. Sure. And Jake came in one day and just ear to ear was excited with a smile of Kean got chosen as a kid captain. Awesome. And what we didn't know was is we've seen them all come out on uh, the fields at Iowa and stuff, but they do it every game and even away. Yep. And Keem was named kid captain for this game. So I went to C-Dub and I said, hey, I'd like to take the opportunity to bring Jake on. I want him to be able to tell Keem's story, you know, the stuff with the wave, the, this, the, the hospital and all that. It kind of transcended the game this week. And as, as much as mud slinging this week, yeah. we're all Iowans. Uh, it's a great cause, so... So I wanted to bring Jake on and, and kind of tell a story about Kean and kind of get the message out there. So Yeah, and Jake, just just speak to that because, you know, I think one of the neatest things, and obviously we're Cyclone fanatic, we're Iowa State-centric, but any Cyclone fan has to respect the wave in that children's hospital. I mean, it it really is a phenomenal place, and it's had an impact on C-Dub's life. It's had an impact on my life. I was actually born at Iowa City Hospitals with some troubles. and. Yep. Um, but, I've taken my nutter there. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. anybody in the state knows the impact that that place has and the great work they do. And the fact that Kean was chosen for this game, I think, is, is just fantastic. But but tell a little bit about Kean's story and, and what that place means to you and what it means this weekend for him to be recognized. Absolutely. First off, I want to say thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. I mean, this is amazing. Uh, this whole week has been incredible for us. Uh, so to get started from the beginning, uh, Keen was born with uh, malformation of the brain, which is uh, what is now diagnosed as agenesis of the corpus callosum, or ACC. So what a lot of people don't know what that means. It's 
pretty much how I describe it is the middle part of the brain is underdeveloped. So sure. he's missing part of his brain that didn't develop correctly. So he's missing signals from the left to the right and the right to the left. So it's causing the brain to misfire, which in tune causes a lot of difficulties with him growing up. I mean, he's missing milestones. He's unable to walk. He's wheelchair bound as right now his muscle development's not completely there. But with the University of Iowa said family children's hospital, I mean, without them, we probably wouldn't have Kian today. Wow. And uh, with that said, the doctors, the nurses, the social workers, everybody there has treated Kian amazing. He's gave him an opportunity to really enjoy life as it is. And uh, uh, just Kian, if you would ever get a chance to meet him, ever since the Iowa or University of Iowa stepped in and the hospital, it's just that kid is just smiles from ear to ear, and. In regards to the wave, just a simple idea can go so far with these kids. I mean, I've been on the 12th floor. Yeah, I can feel the magic in that air. And then when both teams are doing it, it just makes a huge impact. One of my favorite moments was in Kinnick last year at the end of the first quarter, and they had Cy and Herky together yeah. Yeah. waving at it. But programs like this, Iowa State has a similar one through blank here in Des Moines, yep. and obviously the great work that is done in Iowa City. What does it mean? to a young guy like Kean to to get a recognition like he's going to get Saturday. Yeah. I mean, thousands of kids get applied for this this achievement. Yep. I want to call it achievement it because these kids struggle every day for this and then they finally get recognition for it. So thousands of kids apply for it and then when you get selected it's just the pure joy. And he's been getting recognition from his school. He's a couple of news stations called in. Cool. It's all over social media. It's it's amazing. And, and then, Tim, yeah. having one of your employees, and I know Jake's awesome at what he does professionally, yeah. but just just the way that, that your team kind of embraces that and, yeah, and what it means to work with an NFM family, as you yeah, call it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, we, we talk about with Jake, and Jake has been with me a long time. And, and the great thing about a rest furniture, it tells a lot of people, if you're looking for a job, uh, and, and I can tell you right now by the unemployment rate, not a lot of people are, but I can't explain to people, when they come to work for us, I always tell them that, you know, I kind of ooze the Kool-Aid. And after they've been there six months, I'm like, you're going to come tell me this is the greatest place you've ever worked. Mm-hmm. And and it's because we're able to afford people that opportunity. I mean, you know, when Jake came to us, it wasn't selflessness on my part. It was that I knew I worked for a company that would say to one of our family members, go take care of your family. So, and, and I mean, you know, to speak humbly for Jake, I mean, the poor guy went through, I mean, it was one thing after another, imagine, another right? call. And it was, hey, I think we've regulated. And then it's, I mean, and, J- and then it was another life flight that yeah. I was, I mean, yeah. I mean, how many life flights has the poor kid taken now? Uh, he's at least taken one and then the ambulance trip. Yeah, so numerous it's times. Just, so it's, it's just nuts. And, and that's what I love about NFM, but more so having great people work for us like this and, and have the opportunity to take care of his family. And, you know, I showed uh, Bloom here, uh, oh. and, and I'm sure it's out there on the Internet, but th- there's a picture of all the kids' captains with the players around him, and little Keen is just it smiles from ear to ear. It, he, he was in awe. Yeah. And you forget, and I think it's the, the reason why we fall in love with College sports to begin with, and yeah. college basketball, college football. Yeah, these are these are heroes in a yeah. lot of ways. Absolutely. It, yeah. And then that's that's. I mean, stuff like this, stuff that, that the University of Iowa does. I know there's right. some the mudslinging back and forth, but this is really what it's all about. Right. Is is the repre- representation of both universities to do to do better for humanity in a way. Yep. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. I mean, if you get a chance, even though we're rivals, we're all from the same state. We love our kids, and when they get together, yeah, sure we. We enjoy it. We like to bicker, one of each other, but this is an amazing story. 
what they do for the kids and just the players that bring us excitement from both teams. It's it's unbelievably fun well, for the parents too. I yeah. mean, Jake, that was what was fun for me is you know you and Kaylee, everything you guys have gone through, and with all your other children and stuff to have that. You know, that moment to kind of live with him for a minute and have that fun. I'm sure that was great for the parents to get that little mental getaway as well. So I, I, I encourage folks. And so it's not as my wife worked at NFM and loved her time there for yes. over four years. And but we she, love her. Yeah. She shared with me the video of Kean uh, that Stead Family Hospital, did, Children's Hospital did. I encourage folks to go seek that out. It's on yeah. Facebook. Yep. It's on social media. It does an awesome job of telling your story. Jake, you were wonderful in that as well. It but was tough. I, I think that's a way, I think, to really get a good picture of what this can actually mean yeah. to an entire family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it didn't just affect us. It affected my kids. Uh, our whole world changed. So whatever happened, happened. But with this kind of recognition, not only myself, my kid, my wife, everybody, my whole family, enjoy the excitement that's around this family right now. So how are you going to enjoy the game on Saturday? Uh, we're going to go. We're yeah. going to try to enjoy it as much we as possible. We won't ask you for your prediction because I have a feeling, <laughs> but but I just uh, <laughs> congratulations, yeah. congratulations to Kean. What a deserving honor and everything you guys have gone through. And enjoy the game, but not too much on Saturday. Oh, all right, thank you very but, much. But Jake, appreciate you having. Thank you, thank yeah, you very Jake, much. I appreciate it, man. So we'll throw uh, Jared back on for the for the picks. But Tim, you always say it. You work with some great people, and yeah, he, case in point, he is. Uh, I, I mean, the definition of a model employee, the definition of being a part of our family. And again, you know, what Keen has gone through is amazing. It's the perseverance, and he's starting to work on the next chapter of his life and rehabilitation. But the parents and how they're affected in the extended family. Uh, I mean, Jake was just daily exhausted. Showed up to work, worked his butt off, and we're just like, hey, we're here for you when we need it. But, and I appreciate you guys letting me take that time just to even hear about that. But and if there's any family out there, when you go back and listen to the podcast or whatever, and you hear the condition, you know, Jake would reach out. You could reach Perfect. out to him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, he's at the Furniture Mart, uh, you know, running the warehouse for me daily. He would love, you know, that's one of his things. If, if someone could hear what happened with him and they're scared and don't know, you know, come to the Mart and ask for Jake and say you heard it on uh, the old Cycle Fanatic and he'd be happy to work with anybody. And, and seriously, look up that story, that video. That's amazing. Uh, the Stead Children's Hospital. Yeah. You can find it this week. Um, I had a great impression on me, and I know yeah. it'll do the same for you. And this week especially, it's important to note that there's some things that, yeah. that eclipse a game on September I thought it was 14th. a perfect time because yeah. there's been some no, stuff out sure. there, guys. I mean, it's, it's, just, been a, it's been a rough week. Yeah, it, and, yeah. we're almost there, almost yeah. the game. But I uh, appreciate appreciate you having Jake. But let's get into, yeah. get into some picks. As, yeah. As I know, uh, we struggled as a team well, we, a little bit last week. I went a little off the reservation because I felt like I had to catch you, and I just went <laughs> further off. Uh, yeah, last week, uh, we'll give him credit, even though he's not here, but CW went 4-2. and two. Uh, You went 3-3, three and three, and I went 2-4. and four further in the hole uh if you will so you are in first c-dub in second and i'm uh i'm bringing up the caboose so to speak so jared's gonna be c-dub yep for the for the day as far as picks are concerned and we it's a weird slate of college football other than the one in Ames, but uh you you wouldn't you got some big spreads this week. I did. That's what I yeah, did. I, I told CW I'd like to run the games this week, and when I looked, the, Iowa State's the best game on football this week. I, I firmly believe that. I don't know if there's a better game out there uh, from spread and intensity. Oh, yeah. So what I did was I picked the largest spreads I could find just to have fun with it with some good teams out there Let's that make sense. It. So we'll, we'll start off here with uh, we got a day game here starting off in Notre Dame, uh, favored by 35 points at home versus New Mexico. Jared, what do you got, buddy? 
So I'm C dub for today. Okay, I guess I thought you still hear yours. No, I guess I've got to be C dub here for today. Save the rants. No, you know, I know that a lot of people are high on the Irish. Maybe they're not as as high on them after what they saw they did against Louisville a couple weeks ago. Louisville able to to move the ball pretty well, but Ian Book. Obviously, in that, that Notre Dame offense, he's shown some flashes of what he can do, but you can book this, the Lobos book. cover in Whoa. South Bend. Oh. I disagree. I, I was looking up New Mexico today. I did not yeah. realize how bad, bad things have gotten in Albuquerque. That's still and, and Bob Davey is still Bob he's not going to be there. He had like a, uh, some heart issues after game one, so he's not traveling to Notre Dame. Okay. Um, anyway, I don't know if it's going to matter if he's there or not. So I think, I think Notre Dame wins this by like 45 Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. I appreciate you telling me that. They've got something to fight for, Bloom. They've got the coach. Let's win one for coach. I have something to fight for, too, but that doesn't mean I'm slowing down Notre Dame. Okay, let's not win one for coach, but let's cover 35 points. (laughs) I'll go with the Lobos as well and ride with C-Dub. Next game, guys. Win one for Bob. Yeah. Cover for Bob. Win one for Bob, Davey. Isn't that ironic? He used to coach Notre Dame, didn't he? He did. long time ago. He did. Lots of storylines here. Didn't necessarily like the job he did. Okay, here's a here's a good one for you. Thirty-two point spread. We have Texas rebounding off that emotional heartbreak loss to LSU last week against Rice, fellow Texan Rice. And this is a neutral field, Energy Stadium, wow. seven o'clock. The Texan uh, faithful will be out. Texas thirty-two point favorite against Rice. I'll, Boom, I'll go for it. I mean, Rice is still really bad. Still really really bad. All and right, super bad. I am actually. Like, this, uh, is, this is 60, 61 to. 20. 61 to 20? Yep. I'm going to ride with you, Bloom. Okay. I'm not going to lie. For the longest time, I was thinking Rice here, but no, they're like, They're historically not great. Okay. And I Houston, got, uh, it's technically the home of Rice because Rice is in Houston, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, I've got a feeling there's more Texas Longhorn mm-hmm. fans. What say you, C-Dub, Jared? Bevo who? What? Who? <laughs> That's the sound an owl makes Rice covers <laughs> against the Longhorns. <laughs> this is an upgrade. I like this yeah. version of C-Dub yeah. better. <laughs> He's more animated. He hasn't called See, anybody trash yet yeah, either. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Okay, this one's a little closer and actually is a bit uh, more of a, a relevant game. Uh, Ohio State by 16.5 at Indiana. 11 a.m. morning game, Indiana at home versus Ohio if, State. If you'll remember my, my uh, not seat up lock of the week, but my confidence out, off the roof. Yeah. Pick last week was Missouri over Oklahoma, or over uh, yeah. West Virginia. Yeah, you know what happened in that game? I was right. Yes, this uh, is my immensely. this is my confidence at a hundred pick okay. this week, and that is Indiana at okay. home. Yeah, I like them a lot. I think this is a sleepy, weird game for Ohio State uh, in Indiana, which is kind of strange. Indiana's not bad; they're not great. They have a quarterback problem. The quarterback might be hurt. Yeah, but I think they keep it within the sixteen and a half. Uh, Jared. I got a fun fact for you guys about this football game. Okay. The last time Ohio State visited Indiana was also the last time a team, a Power 5 team, hosted College Game Day for the first time. That was in 2017 with the Hoosiers. Doesn't matter. Buckeyes roll. (laughs) How did that go for the Hoosiers? I think the Buckeyes rolled in that one, too. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, I... the Indiana pick is very intriguing to me because they tend to be giant killers, they, or at they, least they, hang they tend to be in there. I, I think they don't have enough on offense right now. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Ohio State here okay. uh, with the 16. All right, well, there goes my lead pipe block. There's your lead Or you're right again. I mean, you are 10-3 right true. now. Okay, here we go, guys. At Syracuse, 6.30 game, night game, the Syracuse faithful wound beyond belief to have Clemson come into town favored by 27.5. Jared C-Dub, what say you? The Terrapins turned... Syracuse into Orange Crush last Orange Crush last week in College Park. 
This time, Syracuse returns the favor, does the same to the Clemson Tigers. They cover in, uh, right. in the carrier. So they dome. lose by 21. They lose, correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, if you give up 60 to Maryland, what are you going to do to Etienne? Uh, to, to be fair, it was 60 and 79. I mean, they, maybe there's an offense there in Maryland. It could be. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I'll agree that they keep it. It's, it's going to go right down the wire. Like, A&M scored a late backdoor one. Yeah. Last week, this could it's something similar. Yeah. Like it could be like thirty-one, and they get one late. Yeah, make it twenty-four. But I'll still go with Syracuse uncomfortably. Okay, I will as well. I'll be honest with you, and this might sound crazy. I don't think, and I know they played good teams. Clemson hasn't. They haven't been great. They haven't been overwhelming. You're to right. Me. There hasn't been an overwhelming feeling to me in twenty-seven. Georgia Tech isn't a good team. They can't even hardly throw the ball. I get Tobias, Tobias, that game went two for four. He was 50% passing. We're rolling with the orange. Yeah, we're all with you right, right here. We're all here. We're kissing cousins on that game. All right, guys, two games left here. This one, I heard C-Dub on the radio today say, yeah. Oklahoma is coming to UCLA, and they're going to have to give away tickets yeah. to get people to show stadium, up. It's a big stadium. Well, yeah. I, I get it, but yeah. it's Oklahoma it coming to town. I mean, didn't... Uh, didn't he go back out there to rebuild the program in UCLA? They should ask the Kardashians. They should. There's like 15 of them. Oklahoma favored by 23-and-a-half at UCLA. 7 o'clock game. I'll go first here. I think UCLA, I think they do it here. I think they stay within the 23-and-a-half. If it's so if, bad. If there's ever going to be a game, it has to be this. It's a Big 12 team going west. It's a night game. UCLA pump beyond belief. I think UCLA stays within the 23-and-a-half. Yeah, I mean, it's a Paul Roach coach. Paul Rhodes coach secondary. Yeah, I was going to say, no offense to our guy, Paul Rhodes, but when's the last time his secondary ever slowed down the Sooners? <laughs> Oklahoma by Oklahoma by 45. I've seen that game a can couple just, of times. Can we have C-Dub Jared on more often with the pick section? I mean, we miss, we miss you, C-Dub. Elite. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm struggling with this one. Yeah. I'm struggling with this one. I think I think UCLA will move the ball a little bit. Their yeah. quarterback's okay. Yeah. Oklahoma's going to score. They will. Can UCLA get to 24? I'm going to go yes. Okay. So, yes, they cover by like a point. Okay. Wouldn't touch it. Okay, so last game here. There's this game. It's a little bit north of here. It's in Ames, Iowa. Heard of it. Uh, There's, I think it's some ESPN, uh, some shows coming. Yep, a couple. By the way, I did. I have watched the live cam uh, Jamie talked about the other day. I don't. Do you know oh, that? The, yeah, the live cam, the webcam up, the webcam yeah. up on. Uh, I don't Iowa. think those shows are radio, radio appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> the webcams. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Again, see, actually, you know, C Dub's not here because he just asked me the web address. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. would. He would. So guys, uh, I, I, it's gone up and down. We've talked about the differences yes. and spreads across the board. Yes. When I picked this and sent it out. It's two and a half Iowa here, which is uh, a three p.m. Where it's yeah, it's kind of settled in that area. Two, two and a half. So, uh, you know, Iowa two and a half at ISU. C Dub, what do you got? Looks like there's a storm of brewing outside. C Dub's got Iowa State. C Dub has Iowa State. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll get into some of the details here. I, I think it, it. I think the line is where it should be after the first two weeks. Yeah. Honestly, um, I think Iowa should be a slight favorite, but. When you look at everything, I heard that I, I caller like, call in the other day to uh, Ross and C Dub saying that every position Iowa has is better, and they just let him go and got done. And Ross was like, uh, "I'm not sure you've been yeah, watching." I mean, it, so here's the thing: if you look at just the first part of 2019, I I was looked really, really good. Sure, I mean, not at, at every position. Like you can't find 
a real weakness there, other than the exception being the secondary is a little banged up. If you look at these teams just from 2019, yeah, no question. I mean, they, I think Iowa was the, the easy choice because Iowa State struggled with you and I. Like, we can do right. that. But you cannot, you can't compare everything from a small sample size. And you have to keep in mind what Iowa State did last year in a really good offensive conference. And the way they and I think Iowa State's defense is getting a little bit undervalued here. I think this is a competitive game to the fourth quarter. Iowa has not had a turnover in this game since 2015. That's a Brett Bloom stat right there. Like, who knows that Nate you? Stanley has never gone three games in a row since his freshman year without throwing an interception. He's on a two-game streak right now without throwing an interception. Iowa State's defense is going to try and throw a bunch of stuff at him. He's done a great job of taking care of the ball. Yeah. But I just – and it, you, it's it's hard to say, you know, that just because it hasn't happened, it's going to. Right. But I think, I think this sets up for some weirdness in Ames on a Saturday afternoon that benefits the home team. Okay. So you're uh, Iowa State I'll as well? go Iowa State. Okay. Outright. So, uh, I mean, a couple of interesting things for me. One time I, I played roulette like 18 times in a row thinking it was always going to go black the next time. It never did. I lost a bunch of money. <laughs> uh, but – the other thing, too, is I listened the other day, and they were talking about, I, I can't remember who was on. I think it was uh, John Walters, could have been over, but they were talking about the bye week, and does that matter? Sure. And th- So my question is, is, do you think they were ready before the bye week? Because basically the, the comment was, is there's not a ton that you do in between there. And, and you're either ready or you're not, and you don't change a bunch of game plans in between there. So are they ready or are they not? The two and a half is what made me, it, it's the bloom special yeah, to me. That's that Three point. and a half? Yep. It's the other way. I would have gone the other way. I get it. Two and a half, I think it is a field goal game. I'll go ahead and take the points in Iowa, two and a half. And I, 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 I still think what you're saying is that, because to me the one thing, I, I talked to a bunch of friends for the last game, I think like you said, uh, you know, they're figuring out who they're running back and things are, but I still think that offense is figuring out who their playmakers are going to be on Iowa State. It's a big question. Because the other thing was, is do you, I think it would have been way better had they had a second game going into Iowa versus the bye. And, to and, figure it and, out more. And really, there's no way to know that until Saturday. I mean, I that's agree. a cop-out answer. Yeah. We don't know. Did they have everything in? And it's not just specific because I was the next week. It's week one, you don't have everything in. Right. Um, what can you put in that I was not expecting? Right. What What can you glean from Iowa in the first two games that you can take advantage of because you've seen them twice? Right. I think Iowa State's defense is pretty base. Defense, I am actually, I'm, not, I'm less worried about Iowa State's defense. I think they're going to be fine. So here's, I, I agree. I, I don't trust Iowa State's offense yet. Right, right. However, I think this is a turnover decides it game. Yeah, it could be. A play. If I, the stat is, I saw this week, the team that wins turnover margin in the series since it got really renewed right. in 1998, the team that wins the turnover margin is like 16-5. and five, Okay. Something like that. Yeah. So it's pretty easy determination if you win and it's when you're in a one possession game it matters and for whatever reason i trust brock purdy more at home than nate stanley on the road i've seen him on the road at times struggle it wasn't in jack trice the first time absolutely agree right but i just think in that atmosphere early on the game i think iowa state great points yeah i I, but but again i can see it always like there's i don't think that you can have absolutes in this game i think the difficult of not having that second game and if you're going to put a game plan and a wrinkle in you would have to be, to me, locked down solid tight on what you before do on a regular a basis sure. before you're going to throw a wrinkle in, and I don't know that they feel comfortable enough to do that. 
So if they're going to go ahead and say we saved this up for this game when they weren't ready with their Beforehand. basics, it's fair. I'm afraid almost those t- the play you're talking about may be against Iowa State as a mistake versus in favor of. I will also say that Matt Campbell's made it clear that this is exactly how it was when he was at Mount Union the entire time as a player, his entire time as a coach. This is not his first experience Absolutely. in a situation like this. Obviously, it's a high-stakes game. And I'll also say, I think the last – I could be remember the, remember this wrong, but I'm like 95% sure I'm right. The last time Iowa State had a bye in week two before they played Iowa – was in 2014 coming off of a loss to North Dakota State, and then they went on the road and won in Iowa City. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a, it's not like there's no precedent. Obviously, it's a different staff. Absolutely. But, but I do think that Coach Campbell and, and his staff know what they're getting themselves into when they are in this situation. It's, a, it's Basically, we're just making all this up, and it can go anywhere. Not, yes. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, <laughs> this is that's why it's fun in this series. I know. I love it. It, it wasn't this case for a while, but yeah. now – and Iowa's still been favored in every single game since 2000. Right. But I think this year, and I, so I've seen some of the slinging, much slinging back and forth. But I think it's been a little less because I don't think people are 100 percent confident. Either you've way, you've got you've got Iowa State who would like to give Iowa the business because despite the fact that Iowa State was poor in its history, they still were beating Iowa. Yeah. Uh, more often than not, in the past yeah. 20 years, this is before you know a couple years ago where right. Iowa, on the other hand, would just rip on Iowa State's history. Well, they can't really do that as much now. Correct. Because Iowa State's won eight games back-to-back. Yeah. But Iowa State can't hold over the fact that they've beaten Iowa because they haven't in three years. So it's kind of been right. this weird dynamic of nobody really knows. Yeah. So let's just play the game on Saturday. That is the best part. The the social media and the friends you talk to, the ones that talk with absolute certainty to me are the, are the, the best. You can't, yeah. They're so crazy <laughs> They're so to me. confident. It's like, like any, anyone that knows anything about this game is, is going to say from a Iowa State fan or an Iowa fan, it should be... Man, I don't know. This is it why really could go either way. I would be a horrible politician because I cannot see <laughs> yeah. black and white. Like, I'm so, well, this could work too. So it'll so be fun. You'd be, I think they call that a moderate or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, something. But, Tim, always a pleasure. Thanks Gentlemen, for bringing thank Jake along. Yeah. Uh, congrats to him and his family, and I hope you enjoy the festivities Saturday. Very happy And uh, everyone check out Key and Story if they can. Yes, please do. Uh, it's definitely on Facebook. Uh, it's easy to find out there. And, again, if not, I, I know Jake would want me to tell you this if there's anybody out there. Here's a story. Wants to talk about it. Reach out. You know we're at NFM all the time. He's pretty easy to find. Uh, if not, pop into here some night and I'll help you find him. But I know he'd love to be the support for whoever needs it. So thank you guys. I appreciate Perfect. the. I appreciate the opportunity on the show. Thanks, fellas. Enjoy the game Saturday. Thanks, Absolutely. Guys. Thanks, Tim. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. Hey Fanatics, it's Chris Williams here wanting to tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Did you know they moved into that new location? It's located at 156 in Hickman, still in Clive. What does this mean for you? Well, there's a beautiful new showroom. It's got all of your appliances, your audio and video needs, flooring needs, top-of-the-line appliances. I actually, wife and I bought a couple of those LG washer and dryers from there. We love them. Flooring, they did our floor. Lowest price in town, guaranteed. They've doubled their warehouse capacity. That means more in-stock items than ever. Come out and see the store in Clive. Meet with their highly trained and friendly sales staff. Whether you're updating your current home, building a new one, Nebraska Furniture Mart has what you're looking for. Head on out. See my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. You'll be very happy that you did. 
Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmy, board certified and sports fellowship trained orthopedic sports medicine physician and surgeon at McFarland Clinic in Ames. As an official team physician for the Iowa State Cyclones, I really enjoy the opportunity to work with athletes here in my hometown. My colleagues, Dr. Buck, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all levels, including sports injury evaluation and treatment, arthroscopy, surgery, stem cells, and PRP treatment. Don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. Want to work part-time while making $14.50 per hour? Perishable Distributors of Iowa, or PDI, a high V company, is hiring immediately for their warehouse located in Ankeny. They offer year-round part-time employment, working evenings and weekends, while allowing part-time warehouse selectors the flexibility to build their own schedules with a starting wage of $14.50 per hour, plus opportunities for incentives. If you like a flexible schedule, being physically active, and a fast-paced environment where you are rewarded for the hard work you do, this is the job for you. Apply today at contactpdi.com. That's contactpdi.com. Hey guys, it's Williams. We'll get you back to your podcast here momentarily, but it's wanted to talk to you about eye care, of course, today. And my friends at Ames and Des Moines Eye Care, they meet your whole family's vision needs. And they did that to me about a year ago where I got in and had my first eye exam since my childhood. Dr. Kruger was like, what are you doing, man? You got to come in and get your eyes checked more often. And I'm glad that I did. They found some stuff. They got me these designer glasses that I wear when I work now. When I'm creating content for you at PsychBombFanatic.com, it has decreased my headaches incredibly. Uh, It's been fantastic. I I didn't even know half the stuff that Dr. Kruger was telling me about. And I'm assuming if you're a middle-aged guy like me, you're probably in the same boat. Get in there to Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. Personalized eye care, designer eyewear. They've got same day, same week appointments, and they are really good people. And they help support us here at CyclonFanatic.com, the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. It's Ames and Des Moines Eye Care. For the second straight year, Whiskey River, located in Ankeny's Prairie Trail District, is the home of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show for the Iowa State Athletic season. Whether it's a Saturday night out with the bros or lunch with the family, Whiskey River and Ankeny's great food, drinks, and friendly service makes it the perfect spot for any occasion. Whiskey River's wall-to-wall TVs make it the perfect place to watch football, baseball, and every sport in between. Plus, you can always join the Cyclone Fanatic staff to talk Cyclone sports on Thursday nights from 6 to 7 at Whiskey River in Ankeny. Cyclone Fanatics, we just had an awesome week in Kansas City following the Cyclones, who are the Big 12 tournament champions for the fourth time in six years. And later this week, Cyclone Fanatic will be on the road on our way to Tulsa to cover the NCAA tournament, Iowa State and Ohio State coming up on Friday night. And we couldn't do it without all of our great sponsors. And I want to give a special shout out to my friends at the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. They've done so much for us behind the scenes at CycloneFanatic.com over the years and are a main reason why we are able to keep the site free for you so that you can follow your favorite team. The Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center, I use them for all of my healthcare needs. 
I actually had a bunch of you tweeting at me last week that you've done it too. You're being a man. You're going to the doctor. It's not always about you. It's not always about right now. You got to take care of yourself so that you can be there to walk that little girl down the aisle, be there to all those big games for your kids and your grandkids and all of your loved ones along the way. A shout out to the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center who are a presenting sponsor of Cyclone Fanatics NCAA tournament coverage in 2019. It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. Jared Stansberry and Brent Bloom here at Whiskey River in Ankeny. And it's time to go north now to Ames and talk to the docs at the McFarland Clinic. Joined now tonight on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show by Dr. Peter Buck. Dr. Buck, how are you doing this evening? Uh, great. Well, the town here, as you can imagine, is a buzz with ESPN. So it's a great week to be a cyclone. Yeah, what do you think about all this, the hoopla around this one, Dr. Buck? Well, um, I wish we had another game under our belts so we kind of had a little more seasoning. But, uh, it, I mean, it's it's a great contest. And, I mean, what a what a cool thing to have game day come here. And you just hope the game can, can um, you know, be as good as the hype is. But, boy... Uh, the surroundings of the stadium are, you know, they're in order. All the tents are up. Uh, ESPN's uplands are all set. I mean, they're ready to go. Doctor, you've obviously been with the, the Cyclones for, for quite a while. What What's your favorite Cyhawk memory at this point? Well, uh, probably the, the favorite memory was uh, was down in the Kinnick Stadium some 18 years ago when Mark Cortez had, written a letter to the team imploring yeah. them to, you know, play their best. And uh, I can't, I don't remember the wording, but it was, it, uh, it inspired the team unbelievably. And they were substantial underdogs and, and they came out with a tear and, and beat the Hawks down at, at Iowa city. So uh, that's just gotta be a great memory for sure. Yeah. That, you, you, that, that switched the streak. That was 1998 when that happened. I always say went on the road and humiliated Iowa in Kinnick yeah. stadium, but, but, Doc, what are you looking most forward to on Saturday? Hopefully a, a healthy group of Cyclones. Well, that's the most important thing. We, we are healthy heading into it, and I'd like to see us heading uh, a healthy heading out of it. We've had, we've had some dingers and some, you know, a few unfortunate things. But in general, we could not expect to be healthier playing the Hawkeyes. So, yeah, from a, from a doctor's standpoint, you just want to have it be clean hitting and uh, no significant injuries. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Doc, for joining us on the show tonight. And, uh, you know, we look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Okay, great. See you then. Bye. Thanks, Dr. Buck. That's Dr. Buck up at the McFarland Clinic in Ames. They are the doctors that work on the Cyclones. He has literally been the doc that takes care of the Cyclones since the streak snapped in 1998. The guy's great. The guy's just fantastic. That means Dr. Buck basically is like a good luck charm for the 
I mean, it, in comparison to before, before whoever the, the doctors doc were before, the, yeah. The late 80s and early 90s. Hopefully it wasn't you, Dr. Buck, all yeah. the way back then. Yeah, then I look like an he idiot a, for what I said. A, he's a very very wise man. Should be fun, though, right, Saturday? Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm, uh, I'm excited for it, and uh, I think everybody else is excited for it, too. Thanks for joining me, man. I'm going to be joined by Mark Emmert from the Des Moines Register here. When we come back, you're listening to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. What's up? One last thing. Yeah. Don't get arrested on Saturday. Don't get arrested on Saturday. You're listening to Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hello, fanatics. It's Chris Williams. I want to tell you today about the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, a historic initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation to raise donations that will help benefit every aspect of the university. Cyclones everywhere are helping reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. Yes, the Cyclone spirit is a force to be reckoned with. More than 81,000 donors have given to the campaign thus far, including over 27,000 first-time donors. So far, these donors have gifted more than $1.2 billion. The Cyclone energy is truly unstoppable. The campaign has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size. The impact is seen all across campus, too, from the South End Zone Club to the North End Zone Construction to the thousands of students who receive scholarship support. You can learn more at ForeverTrueISU.com because the world needs more Cyclone Spirit. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. Hey Fanatics, it's Chris Williams here wanting to tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart. Did you know they moved into that new location? It's located at 156 in Hickman, still in Clive. What does this mean for you? Well, there's a beautiful new showroom. It's got all of your appliances, your audio and video needs, flooring needs, top-of-the-line appliances. I actually, wife and I bought a couple of those LG washer and dryers from there. We love them. Flooring, they did our floor. Lowest price in town, guaranteed. They've doubled their warehouse capacity. That means more in-stock items than ever. Come out and see the store in Clive. Meet with their highly trained and friendly sales staff. Whether you're updating your current home, building a new one, Nebraska Furniture Mart has what you're looking for. Head on out. See my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. You'll be very happy that you did. 
work part-time while making $14.50 per hour, Perishable Distributors of Iowa, or PDI, a high company, is hiring immediately for their warehouse located in Ankeny. They offer year-round part-time employment, working evenings and weekends, while allowing part-time warehouse selectors the flexibility to build their own schedules with a starting wage of $14.50 per hour, plus opportunities for incentives. If you like a flexible schedule, being physically active, and a fast-paced environment where you are rewarded for the hard work you do, this is the job for you. Apply today at contactpdi.com. That's contactpdi.com. Hi, this is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. For over 25 years, I've taken care of ISU athletes and am an official team physician of Iowa State athletes. I'm a proud supporter of Cyclone Nation. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleagues Dr. Buck and Dr. Warmy and I for extraordinary sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones! The 2019 Model Year-End Closeout Event is going on now at the Midwest number one business elite dealer, Carl Chevrolet. All month, receive up to 25% off or up to 0% for 72 months for qualified buyers on select new Chevrolets when financed with GM Financial. Plus, stack up and save with the 2019 Business Choice Program, which includes two-year, 24,000-mile scheduled maintenance, upfit cash allowance of up to $1,200, and the biggest fleet inventory in the Midwest. It's time to find new roads and experience why more businesses depend on the number one Chevy business lead dealer, Carl Chevrolet. See our full work truck and fleet inventory online at carlchevrolet.com. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90, in Ankeny at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. When it comes time for my friends and I to decide where we'll watch college football on a Saturday night, there is no better choice than Whiskey River in Ankeny. Whiskey River is the home of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show again for the 2018 season and is the perfect spot for your get-together of all ages. Whiskey River's great food, satisfying drinks, friendly staff, and wall-to-wall TVs make deciding where to go a no-brainer for any situation. And don't forget, you can always join the Cyclone Fanatic staff on Thursday nights from 6 to 7 at Whiskey River in Ankeny. Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive here on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. Joined now from the Des Moines Register, Iowa Beat reporter Mark Emmert. What's up, man? Not much. How are you, sir? I'm good, dude. I'm ready to, to get this game going, and um, I'm, I'm tired of listening to everybody talk about it. I, and I know we're about to talk about it some more, <laughs> but I'm, I'm ready to see these two teams play some football. Well, we're, we're actually worth listening to, though, unlike the other guys, right? Well, yeah, exactly. Unlike uh, <laughs> those guys who are on from uh, four to six every day, if you ask me. <laughs> I'll make sure they know. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I guess the first thing I want to ask you about is, you know, AJ Epinesa has obviously, you know, dominated a lot of the headlines here, I think, this week, just because, and that's that's understandable. And, you know, Matt Campbell called right. him a, a generational talent. And, um, what what would you say that Iowa generally is expecting other teams to do against them? Like, what do you think they're probably expecting Iowa State to do in order to try and kind of counteract what he's able to do on the field? Yeah, well, their first two opponents, uh, obviously not nearly as good as Iowa State, but it was just very obvious that they're trying to get the ball out as quickly as possible. Even going back to that bowl game against Mississippi State, that was kind of their philosophy too, was just uh, to negate the pass rush by – you know, not spending more than 2.5 seconds with the ball in your hands if you're the quarterback before throwing it, which obviously could lead to some 
some mistakes and some interception opportunities. But, uh, you know, Iowa only has two sacks in their two games, but the pass rush has been really formidable, I think. And that's, I think that's not really working all that well. Last week, um, they started out kind of chipping him a little bit. They have a tight end in, and then uh, eventually Iowa put him on the move, did a lot of stunts. And so they ended up having to go, kind of go one-on-one against him, which also didn't work. But I think with with the quarterback they're going to see this week is obviously a big step up in talent. And I, I would expect Iowa State to put Purdy on the run a little bit uh, and, and roll him out because he's so good passing on the move. And Iowa has not seen that kind of quarterback yet this year and actually historically has not played well against that kind of quarterback. So to me, it makes all the sense in the world to see Brock Purdy kind of do what he does best, which is, uh, you know, make plays with his feet and his arm. And, and I think that's something that we haven't yet seen yet, I guess, this Iowa team. So I'm very curious to see how Iowa responds because, uh, you know, it, it is a bit, a bit of an unknown. Who are some of the other guys that people should know up along that defensive front? Obviously, like I said, everybody knows the name Epinesa, but there's some new faces up there now too that people really haven't gotten to see as much of here the last couple of years after a bunch of the, you know, the, the stalwarts have kind of moved on now. Yeah, yeah, they started four seniors last year, so that's a good point. We got four new starters there on that on the defensive line for Iowa, and uh, Chauncey Golson at the other end, I think, is a really, really good player. He showed that in the bowl game. Hasn't been able to show it as much so far this year, but uh, certainly a guy that needs to be accounted for. The defensive tackles, Cedric Lattimore and Brady Reef, are solid, uh, both seniors. But uh, the guy maybe that people should keep an eye on is Davion Nixon, uh, the sophomore that's kind of getting his first action. He played a lot more in week two than he did in week one. And he's, uh, he's a beast. I mean, he's, he's really uh, a special player. More so in the run game, but he also uh, can get after the passer a little bit. So they, they use him quite a bit. They have not really shown a lot of depth at, at defensive line so far. They really haven't had to because they haven't been on the field that much. But uh, they've got a bunch of other guys they like. Uh, Amani Jones is the guy they'll bring in in pass rushing situations. But uh, for right now, it's kind of those top five. And then we'll see, you know, how else they want to use those guys. I mean, it's supposed to be like 80 degrees over there, I think, on Saturday. So, they may uh, they may need to use more than five guys, you know, in that heat, especially if uh, Iowa State can sustain some drives. I think the place where a lot of Iowa State fans are are looking at and seeing that the Cyclones, I don't know that I'd, I'd call it an advantage, just purely because of the, you know, obviously Iowa State lost a pretty special player in Hakeem Butler as well, right. but you know, I was dealing with some injuries in the in the back end of that defense, whether it be Riley Moss at one of the cornerback spots, and then. Uh, losing one of their starting safeties as well. So, what uh, you know, what what can we expect to see from that Iowa secondary on Saturday? Yeah, and that's got to be the biggest concern for the Hawkeyes right now because uh, you mentioned they're, they're down Kayvon Merriweather, they're starting free safety, going to be starting Jack Kerner for a second week, the the walk on out of Dowling Catholic. Um, so that's a tough spot for him. Obviously, it's tough tough spot for anybody, but this is a I mean, it's a big game, and then he's not really uh, battle tested. Um, at cornerback, you mentioned Moss is out. Julius Brent is also out. He was, he was the other backup cornerback heading into the season. And uh, now the, the situation with Matt Hankins is probably the biggest question mark because uh, he's a guy that's starting cornerback, really good cornerback, went out late against uh, Rutgers. And uh, Kirk Ferentz indicated on his Collins show uh, Wednesday that uh, his status is really up in the air. And it, to me, it didn't sound good that he was going to play. It sounds like they're, they're kind of being a little bit coy about it, but I would be surprised, I think, almost at this point if he plays. So now you're down three of your top four cornerbacks going in against, you know, a really, really good quarterback in, in, in Brock Purdy. And uh, and uh, I don't know who would start. Maybe D.J. Johnson. Whoever starts will be a redshirt freshman making his first career start at cornerback if Matt Hankins can't go. And uh, you know that's not a position Iowa wanted to be. And, in fact, it's really forced them to kind of change their defensive philosophy a little bit early going. They, they wanted to play that four-two-five like they did last year so well with, with Amani Hooker. And it was going to be D.J. Johnson in that, in that cash position. But without all those cornerbacks getting hurt, um, they can't afford to do that anymore. I mean, he's going to have to be a – started corner, cornerback or the top backup cornerback. So they're going back to a 4-3 base defense, and I think a lot of that is because of the injuries. 
And the injuries have obviously started to, to kind of bite him on the offensive side too. Obviously, uh, Alaric Jackson is expected to not play uh, this week. At least he, he wasn't expected to play the last I knew. I know that that was the original timetable for him was, was not to be back for, for two weeks. Um, wh- what have they done to be able to replace him? And, and do you think that that is in, you know, an area of concern at all for, for the coaching staff or you know, people around the program right now not having him and obviously going up against a, an Iowa State defense that I think we both can say is, uh, I don't even know that markedly would be a good enough term to say how much better Iowa State's defense is than the Rutgers defense. Right, yeah, uh, good point. And I think, I'm not sure Iowa fans are talking about it enough because they maybe think that they kind of adjusted already to not having a lot of Jackson because they've looked pretty good the last two weeks, but the thing about him is, first of all, he's a future NFL player, just like Tristan Wirfs. They're both very highly graded potential first-round picks when they go out. Uh, second of all, his strength is in the run blocking. And uh, I, that's a situation that really should concern Iowa fans this week because Iowa's had trouble running against Iowa State the last two years. I mean, you think, you think about last year's game, when it was 13-3, that they did run the ball well. But even that 44-41 game, they only averaged, I think, three and a half yards per carry in that game. It was more the passing game that kind of hurt the Cyclones that day. So if they can't establish a running game, that, that can make for a long afternoon um, for that offense and Nate Stanley, and 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 that's a big loss there, Lark Jackson. How they've been kind of replacing him is they they start out with uh, Levi Paulson, the fifth year senior out there, and they'll put him at at right tackle and move Tristan Wirfs over to the left side, but he's kind of more of a natural guard. So then they've been splitting snaps. They'll bring in Mark Kallenberger and move him to the left tackle, and and then switch Wirfs back to the right side. So they've been kind of rotating those three guys in. I think we'll see that a little bit more again this week, but I. I kind of suspect that they kind of want Kallenberger to be the guy out there along with Worfs and, uh, and make that more of the look that they're going to get because Kallenberger is kind of the future at that position. But uh, Alaric Jackson is a big, big loss. There's no question about it. What has just kind of been the, the tune from, you know, whether it's the players or even Kirk Ferentz or, you know, the other coaches that you guys have talked to, I don't know exactly what your guys' media availability schedule is like over there, but uh, just about that Iowa State defense and, and what they're expecting to see from them on Saturday. Yeah, that's a great question because the only time we talked to Kirk Ferentz is on Tuesday afternoon, and uh, he was uh, extremely, extremely laudatory of the Cyclone defense, as you can imagine. Uh, and I, I counted, I went back to the transcript, and he was asked about what makes him so tough to run against, and he used the word unique five times in, in three answers. And so uh, I think he really believes that. Uh, he said Iowa has not seen a defense quite like this in maybe, in maybe eight, nine, ten years because not a lot of Big Ten teams play this style of defense. So um, he's certainly very aware of, of how good this defense is. You have to do that. I mean, they only scored 13 points over here last year. So obviously, you know, it's a lot of the same personnel. Um, and uh, that, uh, that kind of 3-4 or 3-3-5, three, three, whatever you guys call that over there, with guys moving around. And obviously, you know, Mike Rose is a special talent. Um, Ray Lima is going to be a handful for the, for the redshirt freshman uh, center, Tyler Lindenbaum, making his third career start. Uh, I think they're very aware that uh, running running the ball is going to be very, very difficult in this game. And Iowa, as you know, really, really wants to establish a run every week. That's kind of their identity. And I really expect this in this game that they're probably going to have to abandon that pretty early. And they may have to look at being becoming more of a pass-first team if they really want to have any success because I, I just can't see a lot of a lot of room there in the running game. And I know that, that's, that Iowa has improved at the wide receiver position um, and – you know, yep. and, and I, I was talking about this on a podcast the other day. I, I don't know that, you know, I think Iowa's receivers are definitely better. I wouldn't say that they're probably like, a, you know, all of a sudden they're one of the best groups in the Big Ten or anything like that. But relative what to what they probably have been in recent years, right. I think you can definitely say that they're better. And then obviously Nate Stanley is a very good quarterback. But when you mentioned they're, you know, the if they're going to struggle to get the run game, does that create any concern 
on the Iowa side, you think where in the past, this Iowa State defense, when they have really played some of their best games is when they turn those teams into, you know, you have to stand back there and stand in the pocket, especially with a quarterback like Stanley, who doesn't present a lot of the same issues that a guy like Will McIlvain for Northern Iowa does, that he can, you know, get running all around back and forth across the field. And, you know, he's kind of stuck there in the pocket. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing is that Iowa is probably pretty confident is their, their pass protection has been very good this year. He's been getting enough time. They probably think, and unless Iowa State blitzes a lot, I think he's probably going to be in the same situation this week. Uh, the, the receivers, I mean, the growth of the wide receivers is probably the most difference between this year's team. It's not just how good they are, but they can actually go five deep for the first time since I've been covering this team. They actually have five wide receivers that can put out there that actually are, are good players and can catch the ball. So uh, I think that's uh, that may be an advantage for Iowa. I also expect that uh, maybe they'll get the running backs a little bit more involved in that passing game like they did two years ago. I remember that game, that 44-41 overtime game. Iowa's three longest receptions of the day came from running backs that game. And people might not remember that because Smith-Marset had those two touchdowns and everybody talks about that. But Akram Wiley had a 46-yarder. James Butler had a 26-yarder. And even fullback Drake Kulik had a 26-yarder that was a big play in the third quarter. So to me, if Iowa wants that success, that's the kind of thing they have to do is they're going to have to find other guys that maybe uh, Iowa State is not expecting to catch the ball and get them the ball in space because I, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball at the middle. I don't think they're going to be able to just rely on those wide receivers. They're going to have to find running backs, maybe even a tight end. We haven't really seen them use the tight ends this year. Maybe this is a game where they try to do that just to catch Iowa State a little bit by surprise. Where is it that those wide receivers have been able to have the most of their success? Obviously, you talk about the depth, but is it more that they're, you know, getting the ability to to make the home run play, or is, is it just that the, it seems like they're doing a better job of being able to get open, really, than they have been in the past couple seasons? Yeah, I think that's really more it. I think they're obviously Brandon Smith and Amir Smart Marset now are juniors. They've been with Nate Stanley for three years. You would expect to see some growth there, and it's been. Really noticeable, especially for Smith Marset. It was kind of, he had, you know, he had some maturity questions about him in his first two years. He's a real special talent, but also could disappear at times and have some key drops. And he's been, he's been really locked in. Uh, obviously, leads the team in receptions. Now has three touchdowns in two weeks. He's a, he's a really good player. Uh, Smith is just a handful at 6'2, 218. I mean, he's, he's a guy that really is difficult to defend one on one. And the one thing that Iowa's receivers have done that maybe doesn't get enough notice is they've actually drawn six PI flags in the first two weeks teams just can't they just can't match up one-on-one with those guys when they try to so those are the two big ones but then you throw in Oliver Martin we haven't seen a lot of him yet but everybody in Iowa knows how good he can be and uh, he only played 33 snaps but of course you know one touchdown in there and he's, he's a guy that can make a difference too and then the two younger guys Tyrone Tracy Jr. and, and Nico Ragini you know they're, they're showing flashes as well so there's there's five pretty good players there I'm not saying that any of them are going to be all Americans or all Big Ten even but it's a lot more than Iowa's had in the past, and it does force defenses to kind of play them a little differently or think about them a little differently. What is the the vibe, you know, on the on that side of the state? Like, obviously, you know, here close to Ames, there's a ton of excitement, which is expected with sure. everything that's going on with college game day, and and then it obviously being a home game as well. Are you sensing that same level of excitement that that makes this one of the most hyped Cyhawk games in, if not recent memory, than than ever over there as well? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that is the feeling. I've talked to a lot of people who have been following this team for a long time, and, and I think everybody kind of agrees that this is the, uh, you know, the biggest, the, the most uh, consequential, uh, potentially, Cyhawk game ever. I mean, I know 1977 was a big deal because it, the series resumed, but in terms of both teams having realistic expectations to be contenders in their conference, I mean, both these teams have, have a shot to win, and, uh, you know, their, their respective conferences. Everybody knows that. They're, very, they're two very good teams. Not that a loss here derails any of that. They can still win their conferences without winning this game. But I just think that 
both fan bases think this is the game they really, really have to have this year, and both think that they really, really can win it this year. And uh, that's uh, that's not lost on people over here. Now, the excitement level isn't the same, I'm sure, that is over there, because I've actually talked to a lot of Hawkeye fans who aren't trying to go to the game. I think they realize that uh, tickets are going to be a little hard to get. So I expect it to be a really, probably 90 to 95% Cyclone fans inside that stadium. I think most Hawkeye fans are over here are just going to you know watch it on TV or come over just for the tailgating. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the excitement is, is high here, but I'm sure it's, it's much more feverish where you are. Absolutely. All right, man. Thanks for uh, taking some time to join us and uh, I'll run into you on Saturday and we'll have to catch up for sure. All right. Yeah. Looking forward to it, Jared. Thank you so much. Definitely. Thanks, Mark. It's Mark Emmett from the Des Moines Register here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. We'll be back here at Whiskey River in Ankeny uh, with the show again next week, a post Cyhawk reaction. And obviously, looking ahead to the Louisiana Monroe Warhawks. It'll be KXNO's morning rush early tomorrow morning, getting the day kicked off again the Friday before the big game. And I know that if you're anything like me, then you're absolutely ready to get all the way to Saturday. So thanks for tuning in, and we, uh, we appreciate you listening here on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO.